This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest runoff report from the Water Security Agency. So far, no sign of any rural flooding. A storm is on its way and should arrive tomorrow. We have the latest with Terry Lang at Environment Canada. Food inflation hearings heat up in Ottawa. And we have a look at expanding veterinary services in rural Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRN News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan spring runoff forecast does not anticipate any flood-related issues this year. Patrick Boyle with the Water Security Agency says there is a wide variation in water runoff potential across the southern grain belt. Most of the moisture conditions across the southern part of the province, and this is no surprise to any producers, is, is generally pretty dry at freeze-up uh, in 2022. So particularly looking at the west side of, of Saskatchewan, where we saw some of those drought conditions. But winter snowfalls really range from below normal over much of the southwestern part of Saskatchewan to well above normal through much of central Saskatchewan. So when looking at that, you really have a different picture uh, across the province here. So, you know, those warmer than than seasonal temperatures that we saw saw almost a complete melt of some of that snowpack over a large area in southern Saskatchewan, and and with those variable moisture conditions that freeze up and and some of those mid winter mid winter melt, the runoff potential changed significantly in those areas in the southern part of Saskatchewan. So, what is the runoff potential in southern Saskatchewan? So really, it's a bit of a mixed bag in southern Saskatchewan, Jim, if you're looking at it. So if you kind of look at it from west to east, on the west side and southwest, Maple Creek area into Swift Current, you're looking at that well below normal to below normal uh, category. And then as you head to Moose Jaw, Regina, you move into near normal to above normal. So Regina east and and northeast of Regina, uh, we're looking at uh, that above normal category. And, And that's due to some of that. Uh, snowpack changing here um, over the course of the last uh, you know month or so. So, really, a, a different picture from west to east in a lot of the province. Will there be any flood-related issues? Right now, uh, we have a few areas that are in that above normal category, but based on what we're seeing and some of the snow surveys we've done out there checking the snowpack, we're not expecting any issues uh, or large-scale issues for the most part. Now, having said that, you can always have some localized uh, problems out comes off if it's sustained above zero temperatures for a, a, a close period here into spring runoff. So we'll, uh, we're going to be watching that, but we're not expecting any large-scale flooding issues at this point in time. Now, you know, we all know weather can change and uh, precipitation during runoff uh, also can accelerate a lot of that. Yes, weather certainly can change and there is snow in the forecast. 
you know, it always seems like we come out with our forecast and then a snow event happens a couple of days later. So <laughs> it's tough to, to stay on top of those. But, you know, that even where we are right now, as far as spring goes, we still have significant amount of time for those spring snowstorms and then also potentially for rainfall as those temperatures start to change. So something we'll still be looking at as we go forward. I understand there is some major differences, though, across the province. The Big Stick Lake Basin near Maple Creek may have a third consecutive year of shortages for water. Yeah, that Maple Creek, the southwest area, is is, is, is pretty interesting this year because you, you kind of look at that swift current south and then going west towards the border. That'll be the third year in a row here where we've seen real a shortage of, of water supply and snowpack over the winter. And so we're expecting some issues there. But interestingly enough, this is how weather changes. If you just go south of there, there is a pocket as it goes to the southwest uh, corner of Saskatchewan where it's in above normal category. So really, it depends on your location locally a lot. But that southwest corner outside of the small pocket there, sort of south of of Cypress Hills is is above normal, then a lot of that area is looking fairly dry already and could use a lot of moisture this spring. We've talked about the south. What's the outlook for central and northern Saskatchewan runoff? Looking at the central part of the, the province and up north, a pocket there, Saskatoon, that's in that near normal category. And then as you go north, Prince Albert, and, and even west and east, there's there's a band across there, PA, Nipawin, looking at Lloydminster, that area, that is in above normal category from that larger than uh, above normal snowpack. And then as you go north there, farther up to uh, you know Waskasu, LaRange, that area, you're looking at in that near normal category. So nothing terribly uh, different in the far north there, but that central to you know the eastern side of Saskatchewan in above normal category. Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. 22. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. A late winter snowstorm is on the way to southern Saskatchewan. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says a weather system from Montana will arrive tomorrow to dump snow in parts of southern Saskatchewan. Well, there's a low that's going to be passing through Montana, and that'll spread snow into much of southern Saskatchewan Friday afternoon through to Saturday. Looks like the heaviest of the snow will be south of the Trans-Canada Highway. We're up to 20 centimetres of snow where possible. We could get some higher amounts, especially over higher terrain, just because of the way the winds are. Between the... uh, Trans-Canada Highway in the Yellowhead, probably 10 to 20 centimetres, and north of that, not as much. One of the big issues, though, will be the winds, because we are expecting quite gusty winds with this system, easterly, southeasterly type of winds, so that'll cause a lot of issues with blowing snow. So a lot of snow to add some moisture to the soil. Yeah, absolutely. I think every little bit helps, especially across the south uh, where it's needed. So what's the outlook beyond this? When does this storm break? When does it stop? Most of the system should be out of the way by Saturday evening. Then a little bit colder air moves in again behind it, which is often the case. And then by early next week, we are looking for milder air to finally uh, make its way in. So next week, it's supposed to be milder. How much milder will it be next week? Well, certainly we're looking at above freezing temperatures. So that'll be uh, quite welcome, I think, especially we're getting into mid-March here and it's about time for some warmer temperatures. Tell me about the outlook for the the whole month of March and April. What's the spring outlook? Well, for the next 30 days, so we'll go second half of March and first half of April. The 
outlook is showing that the southern half of the province is forecast to be below average temperature uh, and the northern half of the province is forecast to be above average temperature and kind of in the middle, no real pattern. But the whole province is forecast to be uh, below normal in terms of precipitation. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. We have a new farm feature with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Don't expect any large increases in canola prices anytime soon. That's according to Ken Ball of PI Financial in Winnipeg. In fact, there's a good chance seen that old crop canola could fall below its support level of $800 per metric ton. Ball says 2022-23 canola ending stocks in Canada could increase because of the large crop to come off of Australian fields. He points to the March report from the Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences, which projected this year's harvest to come in at record 8.27 million metric tons. He says Australia is going to export three times the canola they usually do, and that's going to erode our business going into spring. He says Canadian canola carryout could end up being 1.5 million to 2 million metric tons because of a decline in projected exports of the oilseed. Presently, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has called for 2022-23 canola ending stocks of 800,000 metric tons. The European Union will likely import more canola and rapeseed this year than earlier thought, but any increased movement should come from Australia or Ukraine rather than Canada. That's according to updated projections from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The USDA raised its forecast for European rapeseed imports during the 2022-23 marketing year by 550,000 metric tons to 6.525 million tons, in its latest oilseeds report released yesterday, citing increased exports from Ukraine and Australia. The agency raised its forecast for Australian exports to 6.25 million metric tons from 5.7 million in the February report, while increasing the Ukraine export forecast by 300,000 metric tons to 2.1 million. Canadian canola production for 2022-23 was left unchanged at 19 million metric tons by the USDA, which compares with Statistics Canada's estimate of 18.174 million metric tons. The USDA forecasts Canadian canola exports during the marketing year at 8.4 million metric tons, which would be down slightly from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's projection of 8.6 million. Nova Scotia's opposition Liberals are calling on the progressive Conservative government there to establish an avian flu testing lab in the province. The party issued a statement yesterday saying the province should follow the lead of the other Atlantic provinces, which have already responded to a surge in the disease over the last year. The Liberals say farmers continue to feel the economic impact of an outbreak that was first reported in February of 2022. If a farm animal is suspected of having the illness, samples are sent outside the province, sometimes as far as Ontario or Manitoba, which the Liberals say results in long wait times, adding unnecessary stress on affected farmers.
Canada has asked for formal consultations with Mexico over its restrictions on genetically modified agricultural imports under the North American Free Trade Agreement. Canada requested the talks on Tuesday, according to Bloomberg, a day after the U.S. requested formal trade consultations over its objections to Mexico's plans to limit imports of GM corn and other agricultural biotechnology products. The Canada-U.S.-Mexico Agreement on Trade has the ability to hold technical consultations to better understand how our policies are to be implemented under this agreement. Mexico plans to regulate GM corn for human consumption, which U.S. officials say puts some $5 billion U.S. of U.S. corn exports to Mexico at risk and could stifle biotechnology innovation. Canada, however, is not a major corn exporter, and Ottawa is concerned overall about Mexico putting arbitrary prohibitions on agriculture produced using biotechnology. Morocco, a major cereal importer, has modified its wheat import subsidy scheme to make it easier for companies to bring in cargoes from the Black Sea region. The revision means that as of March, importers are able to receive a monthly subsidy if cargoes are loaded by the end of the month, unlike previously when ships had to arrive in Morocco by the month's end. Encouraging shipments from the Black Sea region, which includes Russia and Ukraine, was one of the reasons for adjusting the import subsidy terms. The change could increase competition in a Moroccan import market, dominated by wheat from France and other relatively nearby suppliers in the European Union. Morocco has stepped up imports after a drought-hit harvest last year, and has overtaken Algeria as the top export destination for EU wheat in the 2022-23 season. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries. Windy's 20, the high, minus 12. Temperature to be steady most of the day, near minus 12. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. Wind southeast, 30, gusting to 50. Becoming east, 50, gusting to 70 tomorrow afternoon. The high, minus 7. Friday night, snow and blowing snow and windy. The low, minus 9. Saturday, more snow. The high, minus 9. The low, minus 14. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high, minus 10. The low, minus 15. Monday, sunny with a high, minus 6. The low, minus 7. Tuesday, partly cloudy and melting. Tuesday, the high plus 5, the low minus 5. Wednesday, partly cloudy and still mild at high of plus 1. Normal high for this date is minus 2, the normal low minus 13. The sun rose at 726 this morning. It sets at 652 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek again at minus 9. The cold spot south end for the second day at minus 21. Estevan, minus 11. Saskatoon, minus 14. Swift Current, minus 13. Weyburn, minus 12. Yorkton, minus 16. Regina has light snow and minus 10. That's 14 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east at 19, gusting to 29. 
Humidity is 66%. The barometric pressure dropping 103.8. Light snow in Moose Jaw, minus 14. Winds are from the east-northeast at 5. Once again, Regina, light snow in minus 10. That's 14 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The chief executive officers at the country's three largest domestic grocery store chains say their companies are not the cause of rising food prices. The three CEOs were peppered by questions from MPs on the Standing Committee on Agriculture and Agri-Food yesterday. Michael Medline heads Empire Foods, which owns Sobeys, Freshco, and Foodland. We at Empire are not profiting from inflation. It doesn't matter how many times you say it, write it, or tweet it. It is simply not true. The truth is we are at the end of a very long food supply chain that has economic inputs at every step and stage. Galen Weston with Loblaw says his company's strong financial results were not from food sales but came from other products and services it sells. Medline stated food inflation is even higher in the United States, Mexico and the United Kingdom. Medline says competition is tough and profit margins are slim in the food retail sector. The top three grocers in Canada have about a 47% share of the food retail market. And this is not out of line with countries around the world. And we compete against some of the toughest food retailers in the world, including Walmart, Amazon and Costco. All three CEOs said they emphasize with Canadians who are struggling with higher food costs by purchasing lower quality and fewer products. We have an exchange a short time ago between Ontario Liberal MP Ryan Turnbull and Galen Weston the CEO of Loblaws. This is the exchange. Loblaws net earnings went from just over $1 billion in 2019 to $2.2 billion in 2022. And Empire Co's net earnings went from $387 million in 2019 to $746 million in 2022. In terms of sales volumes, we've seen evidence that the sales volumes uh, peaked or, or spiked at the beginning of the pandemic and then have been declining since. Uh, and lastly, you've increased your quarterly dividend payments to your shareholders. What you've said, which is that your profit margins haven't increased, and I think it's fair to say Canadians feel like the doubling of your profits has been literally at their expense. Something just doesn't add up here in my, in my view. Mr. Weston, to you, how do you explain the massive increase in net earnings of Loblaw, given the facts I've mentioned? We're very cognizant of the cost of food prices um, and their impact on Canadians all across the country. I see it, uh, I hear it regularly when I'm when I'm in stores talking to customers. 
Um, and I would uh, call into question, uh, you know, the analysis that you that you reference. We look at our numbers uh, very, very closely all the time. And I would just reiterate that our profit is one dollar on a twenty-five dollar basket of groceries. And if we invested one hundred percent of our profits into lower prices, the price of a grocery basket would still be twenty-four dollars. Okay. So as far as our profit, don't mean to cut you off, sure. but I, I. So we have a difference of opinion, and perhaps. Perhaps we're looking at different numbers. Given that, are you willing to voluntarily submit your financial statements to the Competition Bureau to clear this matter up? We have already submitted our financial statements to the Competition Bureau, um, and uh, you know these are um, competitively sensitive pieces of data, and so it's important that the Competition Bureau can see it, they can understand it, they can ask us follow-up questions, but we would be resistant um, you know, to disclosing that type of sensitive information on a public basis. Having said that, in our financial disclosures, um, you know, we are a public company, and we are held to the highest standard of transparency in our disclosures. That's an exchange between Ontario Liberal MP Ryan Turnbull and Loblaw CEO Galen Weston. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com a veterinarian at the Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference said new technology could help the cattle industry get a better handle on bovine respiratory disease. Dr. Emily Schneider with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine says there's a lot of concern lately about cattle possibly becoming antimicrobial resistant. And she says that could lead to bacterial strains that are much tougher to fight, especially in feedlots. She says they might be able to cut their reliance on drugs if they can identify high-risk animals and then provide them with metaphylactic treatments while leaving the lower-risk ones alone. Schneider says one thing they're discussing is a test that would take a blood sample from an animal when they first get to the feedlot, and quick results would allow them to figure out if they need treatment or not. But she admits the stress of shipping can stress with an animal system, along with the changes in moving to a feedlot. Schneider also says the Whisper veterinary stethoscope allows a computer to listen to a calf's lungs and figures out if the animals need treatment. That system is currently being tried out at the University of Saskatchewan. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola fell a dollar thirty at seven ninety five twelve. Number one red spring wheat dropped ninety three cents at three eighty seven sixty two. The rest were unchanged. Durham four fifty eight thirty eight. Feed barley three sixty seven fifty eight. Chickpeas ten fifty eight twenty two. Flax five sixty six ninety eight, lentils seven sixty sixty, oats two fifteen thirty two, yellow peas four forty nine twenty two, and feed wheat two eighty nine fifty six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is down five and three quarter cents at eight thirty two and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan six twenty CKRM.
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of March the 9th. Another good run here with 2675 in the short and a whopping 550 cows and bulls, a total of 3225 going through the ring here yesterday. What a set of cows and good quality cows we had here yesterday and definitely showed up on the prices for our producers. Cows were five to seven higher here. Bulls were steady. D1, D2 cows, 119 to 129. Sales to 135, 136. D3 cows, 109 to 119. Cows average 124. If you got cull cows, these prices are quite attractive. Good bulls, 133 to 143. Sales to 159, 160. Bulls average 146. On to the pre-sort sale. Selling pretty much steady with higher in spots. A good sale all the way around. 425 pound steers, 260. 500 pound black steers, 351. 575 pound tan steers, 319. 650s at 312. My favorite pen, 710 pound red black exotic steers at 288. 800 pounders at 273. 850 pound steers at 260. And 950 pound steers at 243. On to the heifers. The heifers are starting to climb the chart. 425 pound red Angus heifers, 311. 500 pounders, 310. 575 pound red black exotic heifers, 297. The 650s at 263. 710 pound red black exotic heifers at 247. A package of one owner replacement tan heifers, 800 pounders. They topped the market at 237. Good job to that producer. 850 pound heifers at 228. The highlight of the morning, and there were lots of them again, 717 pound red black exotic steers at 288 and a quarter. And the heifer side, 575 pound red black exotic heifers topped out at 297.50. A very good job to all the producers. Our next sheep, lamb, and goat sale and, and horse sale is Friday, March the 17th. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And today's Saskatchewan pork prices, $202.89 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Highways Ministry says winter weights will be removed later this month. The Ministry says this is the time of year when truckers must reduce the weight of their loads as all secondary highways revert back to regulation weights. This prevents damaging important roads in the spring. Winter weights are being removed effective Wednesday, March 15th at midnight. Spring road restrictions will also begin soon. Those road bans reduce allowable weights on rural municipal roads and secondary weight provincial highways by 10 to 15 percent and typically last about six weeks ending in late April to early May. The bans only affect secondary weight highways and not main highways like numbers 1, 11 or 16. Truck weight information is available online. The federal government says it's closely monitoring a U.S. government proposal that could affect Canadian meat and livestock exports south of the border. Washington is proposing that to get a voluntary product of USA label, a food product must be grown and processed in the U.S. Currently, that USA label can be placed on beef or pork from an animal raised in Canada, but processed south of the border. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says the Canada and U.S. livestock and meat sectors are highly integrated. 
Canada successfully fought a six-year battle with the U.S. between 2009 and 2015 over mandatory country of origin labeling known as COOL. On the markets, the TSX is down 30 points at 20,316. The Dow has gained 32 points to 32,831. Oil has increased 38 cents at 77.04 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 72.60 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news. On your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.